From the Pack Tour Mobile Studios in room 225 at the Best Western in Safford, Arizona, we're right in the middle of Mountain Tour, and we're here visiting with Mark Thomas, Bob Brudvik, and Adam Morley. Thank you very much for taking the time to chat. Thank you. Thanks. Nice to be here. Now, Mark Thomas, last year you did 10 1,200Ks in one year. How are you going to top that? George, I'm not going to top that. I'm going to have a calmer year this year, maybe do a few 1200s and try to enjoy it even more. Even a few 1200s sounds like more than most of us would ever get to. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little bit of an obsession with me. I, I but it's recognize been a, that. It's actually been a really good way for you to see the world. I mean, you've done a 1200K in Thailand and... I, I've actually, I, yeah, I've done 1,200s that have taken me through 23 different countries. 23. So it's been an interesting see, way to both see the world and do something that's kind of familiar to me. I like riding my bike, but I get to see a lot of different places while doing it. Now, Bob, you've got some big plans this year that I really want to get into in a moment. But uh, how have you kept up on your training through a very cold and wet and actually snowy Seattle winter? I couldn't believe how much snow you guys got this year. Well, actually, my training has been down a bit this winter. Um, and that's why I'm here at Mountain Week, so I can get in the uh, benefit of, uh, you know, with the extra riding that Mark and I are going to do after Mountain Week, where we get 1,000 miles in in 10 days. And um, that'll get me bumped up for a month down the road. I should be feeling pretty good. And I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. And that's leading up to going to uh, Italy in, at the end of July and riding up the Dolomites and the, uh, and the Alps. Now, Bob, you're saying mountain tour kind of getting you in shape. Mark, is this something that you like to use typically to get in shape for your coming season? For me, it's a really great um, opportunity to ride. As Bob said, we'll ride 1,000 miles in 10 days. It's in March. As you said, it's at the sort of at the end of a snowy, wet, kind of cold Seattle winter. It's nasty at home. Here we get to ride in the sunshine and the wind, as you noticed Very today, much so. perhaps. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Pack Tour really makes it easy to do. These guys just make it all about riding your bike. All you do is get out and ride and uh, get the training in. Now, Bob, Mountain Tour is 650 miles in six days of riding. Mm-hmm. How are you getting that extra thousand in ten days? That sounds like you're doing a pretty big one. Well, apparently Mark wants to go climb Mount Lemon the day after we finish, and then we're going to do a six hundred kilometer ride uh, the two days after that. So that'll tag on another three hundred and sixty miles on that six hundred approximately, and uh, that's then I'll go home and have quality family time. Adam, something you're going to hop into? No, I actually am not going to do the 600. I um, I haven't been riding my bike a ton this year, and mostly cross-country skiing and maybe some fat biking in the snow uh, and some ice climbing. I actually picked up a new sport that's super cool and very different from riding. Uh, so I've been doing a little bit of ice climbing, learning how to do that, and um, decided that I should probably get you know serious about getting back into shape for summer. Uh, so I came to Mountain Week specifically for that reason, because the the Pack Tour crew does an amazing job at um, supporting the riders on the trip with food on the route and so forth. It's it's um, there's very few ways and places you can have a training block like this as well supported as Pack Tour does. Now, 
Lon and I chatted a couple of days ago, and one of the things we were talking about was the demographic of people that participate not only in pack tour, but really any long distance bike race. And Adam, you're a relative baby to this sport. Uh, You look like you're in your early 30s. So what was the draw to you? Uh, So I started out riding in 2005, no, 2007, mostly for commuting, and then did longer rides with local clubs. And I wasn't really interested in road racing. Most people go to road racing after sort of club riding. And road racing was, you know, there was a lot of crashing and stuff like that that I was not too hot on. So I um, decided to start randonneuring, and uh, that's when I really started doing more randonneuring and ultra racing. So um, that's how I kind of came to places like Pack Tour and did Pack Tour Elite and so forth. And I think the there is somewhat of a selection bias for people that have enough time because most people have kids. Uh, it's super hard to take the time to do it. Um, so I think that's one aspect of the age bracket. But, you know, randonneuring generally has a fairly broad age bracket. And speaking of randonneuring, we've got Rusa number 46 sitting here. Mark 64. Thomas. 64, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, your background in rando, what's, I mean... You're really fast. <laughs> well, I'm not really that fast, but I I started riding um, seriously again um, when I moved to Seattle in uh, 1995. Did and you have a racing background? I had at no all? background no. at all. I had a couch potato background that was pretty well developed, <laughs> and uh, I started riding. I started riding a little bit longer distances with the Seattle to Portland ride and the ride to Vancouver. And uh, a couple of years after living in Seattle, uh, I discovered uh, the local randonneuring club, Seattle International Randonneurs, and they were very welcoming and very had a lot of challenges, uh, longer and longer rides, and I found that that was something I was really interested in. And so I started doing it in 1998, so this is my 21st season of randonneuring. Wow. Now, Bob, I want to get into that Seattle randonneuring, uh, not really a club, how about scene? Because there are some fantastic riders that are so experienced in all aspects of cycling in that group. How did you come to be in them? Well, I came to be in it where um, in the late 90s I bought a bicycle uh, for the first time. And it was a decent bike. And I started riding it and just started enjoying riding the bike. And then I started uh, going on a little longer rides, you know, Cascade Bike, Bike Club rides, and then fell in with the Seattle Rondeneurs, kind of by accident, and turned out I liked it. And then I heard about this uh, thing, Perry Brest, uh, Paris Brest Paris, and uh, trained up and went to that in 2003. And uh, here we are today, 15 years later, and I'm still liking it. And you've done PBP how many times? Four times. Now. Four times. Four times. Now, Bob, you and Mark have some big plans coming up here. You mentioned Italy a little earlier. Yes. What's the trip that you guys are taking? Is it just the two of you that you put a ride together, or is it an event? Uh, it's uh, with the Italian randonneurs. It is. And it's called the Alpi 4000. Um, and it goes around the 4,000-meter peaks in the Italian Alps and the uh, Dolomites. So it's not a 4,000K. No, it's only <laughs> 1,530 kilometers. Oh, only. <laughs> it does have 20,000 meters of climbing, so it has 20 kilometers of climbing. 
Wow. And when does that take place? That starts July 22nd. And uh, what's the time limit on it? Hundred and... I think it's 140 hours. So it's basically a six-day ride if you take most of the time, um, which we kind of expect to take. There are a couple of uh, major climbs in it. I think it climbs... Uh, the Stelvio's in there. Yeah, the Stelvio is after riding for... 1,450 kilometers we get to climb the Stelvio. The one with the 40-something switchbacks? I that one. So 40 switchbacks, really, to complete the ride. Does it end at the top? Oh, we get a downhill. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ride starts in Bormio and basically does a figure eight um, to the south. Yeah, south and west, and then back to the east. And it actually touches into France. And um, also heads into Switzerland, I believe. Can't remember. It goes through the Po River Valley through like a bunch of the farm towns where Parmesan and Parma ham and all that stuff comes from. Are you going to be doing this ride as well, Adam? I haven't decided yet. I um, last summer uh, I spent a lot of time going around and um, uh, thinking about sort of what I wanted to do. And the ice climbing that I started doing this year was because I started doing mountaineering last summer. In a lot of the rando rides, you spend a lot of time going up mountain passes and get to the place where the actual mountaineering starts. So I started doing that a little bit. So I'm still sort of trying to figure out what my summer plans are. So you might ride to some ice fields and then... Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be like that. No, no, okay. that He's going to be the new Goran Krop. Yeah, I was I'm just thinking of him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm too smart for this. <laughs> now, I've got to ask... Uh, uh, Mark, Bob, you guys are family men. How do you get the support from the family to be gone so much doing these adventures? Well, Mark gets kicked out of the house a lot. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> I think I think it's safe to say that Bob and I are fortunate to be married to two very tolerant women. <laughs> tolerant and supportive. Bob's shaking his head, and uh, you can't hear that on a podcast. But uh, <laughs> Yes, I'm very fortunate. Very fortunate. And Adam, how about your social life? I mean, you're out always doing so many things. When do you get some time to interact with friends? Or do you really, are most of your friends in the cycling community? A lot of my friends are in cycling. Uh, so I see a lot of them when I'm doing rides, like on the weekend. Uh, for the friends that I have that are not into cycling, it's more of a weekday activity thing. So, you know, I'll see them on weeknights or what have you. So as we're... Yeah, we're pretty much right in the middle of mountain tour. How are each of you feeling? Is this meeting your expectations? Something you'd do again? I well, guess you're I'm, doing it I, again next I, week. I would, <laughs> I would probably have to say I would do mountain tour again. This is, I believe, my sixth time doing this same week of desert camp. So I really enjoy it. I like the challenge. I feel pretty tired, but kind of excited. Tomorrow's the big day of the tour. Mountain tour is sort of organized. It's you know there's a lot of riding, but it's kind of one of the focal points is climbing up Mount Graham and going up over nine thousand feet, which is what we'll be doing tomorrow. So we're kind of looking forward to that, hoping my legs will snap back and be ready for that. And we've got some snow waiting for us at the top. Adam uh, should be really excited, huh, Bob? <laughs> I think he will be. Yes, I think we'll be able to sit in snow up there to get our picture taken. And I'm back for my second mountain week, and it's only. Um, the two pack tour camps I've done are both the mountain. Oh, they are. I really enjoy it. 
Yeah, and, and in my case, this is only my second pack tour event. I started with pack tour on the Elite, which is the transcontinental ride that they do that's 18 days to cross the country from San Diego to Georgia. And I've actually really enjoyed Mountain Week because the riding days, while they're long at you know roughly 100 miles, they actually feel quite short because my last experience with pack tour was in the more 150 to 160 mile a day range. So there's all this extra time to read a book and like go to dinner and stuff. So it's kind of novel, actually. Yeah, actually, this is almost like getting to lunch on yeah. Elite Tour. Right. <laughs> this is half a, half. This is half the day. So it's you're, like you're not being chased. We we were getting chased in by uh, the sun setting several times. So, yeah. and we didn't want to get sagged in by lawn, and we didn't. And all three of you did Elite together, correct? We did. We did. Yeah. It's like a little mini reunion. Yeah, we also have one other writer we did it with, um, Kevin from California. So it is a mini reunion. Oh, and he's out here for Mountain Tour and Drew. Well. Oh, that's right. And Drew is that's here right. as well. So, so we, we have five of the, I think, 16. I think we were 16 on the Elite yeah. Tour in 2015. So I think we have almost a third of them are here. Right. So event coming up next, right out of this, obviously your 600K, but you're going to Brazil for a 1200. I have, uh, unfortunately, it's a 1300. So I have a little little extra riding. It um, it's also a very hilly ride. It's uh, in the I don't know Brazil very well, but it's in the mountains in Sao Paulo province, and we'll have 20,000 meters of climbing in 1300 kilometers, um, including one climb that has poked its way out at me and looking at the thing that's about, uh, I think it was 4,000 feet in four and a half miles or something absolutely outrageous like that. So anyway, I'm, maybe it's uh, fuzzy math. It could be fuzzy (laughs) math, but it's intimidating nonetheless. So I'm here very much with fear as a motivator. (laughs) Now, Bob, you were saying Italy's going to be your next route. What are you doing in May to, to keep your fitness I'm not sure yet, George. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Typical ride week for you. Typical ride week, honestly, is the weekends for me. It is. Yep. And I'll, uh, you know, do the Rondonarian events when they come up, up in Seattle, and uh, ride with our friend Mick Walsh. And it's always fun to try to chase him around and see what happens. So, <laughs> and he's always very gracious to slow down. Yep. <laughs> Adam? Yeah, I don't know what my next uh, ride is. I've looked at a couple different rides. There's uh, the Colorado Hot Route, which is in July, which is a 1,200K route that they're doing as 200Ks across six days. And I have done a lot of night riding, and I'm not the biggest fan of riding at night, so I'm kind of like, well, that's kind of neat. I wouldn't have to ride at night. I also heard about another ride in Colorado, but I, I, I haven't really pinned down the summer yet, so I'm still working on that. All right. Well, guys, I want to let you get to your ice cream bars and some food. And I really thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us on Pack Tour Radio. Anytime, George. Definitely. Thanks for having us, George. And you're looking pretty good out there yourself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> From room 225 at the Best Western in Safford, Arizona, I'm George Thomas. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. 
I'm Ned Fulmer. And I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. <laughs> I don't. We, t- <laughs> we talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just to <laughs> go back here, I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST, A-cast. 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 recommends.